In the previous Mishnah, we had a long list of sources of Tumah which come directly from a dead body and the various different amounts and sizes which are necessary to make somebody Tomei. And everything in the previous Mishnah's list, if a Nozer became Tomei from that, he would be required to go through the whole process of Teklachas HaTumah, of shaving his hair, bringing the Korbanos, and then he would have to start his Naziras from the beginning. This Mishnah brings a long list of ways that a Nozer can become Tomei, and it is Tumah from a dead body. However, it would not require him to go through the whole process of the Glachs Rather, he would just need to wait until he becomes Tahar again, and then he can continue his Naziras from where he left off. The days where he is Tomei, those days themselves, they don't count towards his Naziras, but once he has become pure again, so he can continue from whatever day he was up to before he became Tomei. And the fact that he does not need to restart his whole Naziras, and that the things in this Mishnah are more lenient than in the previous Mishnah, is for one of two reasons. Either because he is only Tomei Midrabanon, or because the Tumah does not come directly from a dead body. So the list begins. Awal has this refers to branches of a tree which overhang into a public domain. And a Nazir passes underneath that, underneath those branches. And it is known that there is a, either a dead body or the size of an olive, a kazayas of a dead body, which is lying directly underneath one of the branches. So if the Nazir were to go under that same branch, it would become Tomei via Tumas Oihel, via being under the same roof as the piece of the dead body. So this Nazir passed under that tree, but it is unknown whether he passed under that specific branch. So this is a case where we have a doubtful case of Tumah, and it occurred in a Rishus Harabim, in a public domain. And the halacha is that if there is a doubtful Tumah in a public domain, Midraisa it is ruled leniently and he is still Tahar. However, Midrabbanon in this case he is Tomei. Next, the Haprois. This is basically the same case, just we're referring to parts of a wall which come out of the wall. Let's say you've got a longer brick, you've got a few bricks which stick out of the wall. And underneath one of the bricks there is a kazais of a dead body, and the Nazir passes underneath and it's unknown whether he passed underneath that specific brick, that specific part of the wall. So again, he is Tomei only Midrabbanon. Uvesapras. Besapras refers to a field in which there was a grave, and the grave was ploughed over. So there is a concern that the parts of the body were spread across the entire field. And although we do right, so we are not concerned about this, because in general, the plough doesn't reach that deep into the ground to uproot the dead body and to spread it around. However, there is still a small concern, and therefore Midrabbanon, an area of 100 by 100 amas around that grave, throughout the field is considered to be Tomei Midrabbanon, because of the concern that the pieces of the body were spread across the entire field. The Eretz Ha'amim, the land of the nations, that's referring to anywhere outside of Eretz Israel, which is Midrabbanon considered to be Tomei, the ground itself. The origin of this decree was because outside of Eretz Israel, they became accustomed to burying the dead bodies, not necessarily in an orderly fashion, but randomly, and it became unknown where there were dead bodies. So anywhere outside of Eretz Israel, the land would be considered to be Tomei. So if a Nazir were to touch a piece of earth which came from outside of Eretz Israel, he would become Tomei, but only Midrabanon. Now the next two examples, according to most, are actually Midraisa. And the truth is, the rest of the examples in this Mishnah are Tumah Midraisa. It's just that they do not come directly from the dead body. The Hagoylel, the Hadoifek. Hagoylel refers to the top of the coffin of a dead body, and the doifek refers to the things which are supporting the top of the coffin, which would usually just be the sides of the coffin. Revius dam and a quarter of a loig of blood. Like we learned in the previous Mishnah, there is a halachal mish misinai, 
that although one becomes Tommy from even a quarter of a leg of blood of a dead body, in order to require him to go through the Tiglachas he would need to become Tommy from half a leg, double the amount, all right? And the way we're going to read the next part of the Mishnah, it's up to debate, but we are going to read it, the Oihel Varova at Tzomais, that it's one case, and it's talking about a case where somebody becomes Tommy from a quarter of a calf of bones, via Tuas Oihel meaning by being under the same roof as the source of Tumah, or being on top of it, or underneath it. And so according to the way we're reading it now, when the Mishnah said in the previous Mishnah that a Nazir only needs to go through the Glachas Atumah if he became Tomei from half a kav of bones, that's only when it comes to Tumas Oihel, if he became Tomei from being under the same roof. However, if he touched it, or he lifted it up, then even a quarter of a calf of the bones is enough to make him go through the Teglachas Atoma. Next, the Kelim Anigma Mace, a utensil which touched a dead body, it is learned from Psukim that that utensil becomes like the dead body itself, such that if somebody touches the utensil even, even once the utensil is no longer touching the dead body, he would become Tomei just like on the same level as if he would touch the dead body itself. So it's true that it's on the same level, but at the end of the day, he did not become Tommy from the dead body itself. It is indirect. He became dead. He became Tommy from the utensil, and therefore he would not need to go through the teglachas atuma. All right. Now a mitzayra is somebody who has tsaras, which are certain spots on the skin, which the Torah says that one is Tommy when he has that. And when somebody sees on himself that he has tsaras, he needs to go to a koyin, and the koyin would pronounce him Tommy or not. Now the Kohen wouldn't always pronounce him Tommy on the spot, and sometimes he would order that person to be held in a house somewhere by himself for a week. And then at the end of the week, he would come back to the Kohen, who would either pronounce him Tommy, or possibly he would even send him back for another week. And then when he comes out the second time, the Kohen would either pronounce him Tommy, or that's the end. He wouldn't be sent back for a third week. Now the term for a Mitsuya who is kept by himself in a building for a week or two weeks is a Mitsuya Muskar. Now, if the Kohen pronounces him Tomei as a real Mitzoya, then he is known as a Mitzoya Muchlot. Both Mitzoya Muskar and Mitzoya Muchlot are considered Tomei, but the Tum of a Mitzoya Muchlot is definitely more severe. Now, once a Mitzoya Muchlot's Tzora'as disappears, he needs to go through a purification process which lasts a week. At the beginning of the week, he shaves off all of the hair of his body, and also does other things which aren't necessarily relevant for now. He throws, he shoes away a bird, and then he goes to the mikveh, and then he waits another week, shaves off all of his body again, and goes to the mikveh again. And this week in between the two shavings is known as Yemei Sofroi. So the Mishnah says, Yemei Sofroi, Yemei Gomroi, the, this week in between where he's counting, waiting to shave his hair again, Yemei Gomroi, that refers to the days where he's actually a Mitzurah Muchlat, and he actually has the Tzara'as after he has been pronounced Tommy by the Koyain. So here he has a very le- high level of Tumah, however, it's not from a dead body at all. Says the Mishnah, Elu Megaleach. On all of these things we mentioned in our Mishnah, the Nazir does not need to shave his hair. He still needs to get the ashes of the Parah Duma sprinkled on him on the third and seventh day. That applies to anybody who is Tommy from a dead body. This exact part of the Mishnah doesn't actually apply to a Mitzoyra. The ashes of the Parah Duma only apply to somebody who became Tommy from a dead body. Alright, in all of these cases, it would not uproot the previous days of his Naziris, he would just carry on from where he left off at, once he is pure again. And he would begin counting again immediately once he is pure. And he does not need to bring a carbon tumor of a Nazir. And again, it's for one of two reasons, either because the tumor is Mijabonan, or because it does not come directly from a dead body. The Emes Omru, which literally means in truth they said, 
And when the Mishnah uses this term, it's an introduction to a halacholomish misinai, at least according to most. Yemei hazov hazova, the days that somebody is a zov or a zova. And this is a certain type of tumor, which is a very high degree of tumor, which is caused by certain substances exiting the body, but it has nothing to do with a dead body at all. And the days that somebody is a Mutsura Muskar, which is when he is kept by himself to, to wait and see whether he really has Tsara'as, those two periods, even though he is Tomei, not only do they not cause the Nozer to have to do Tiglachzatuma, but even those days themselves that they are Tomei count towards the Nozer's count of being a Nozer. They count towards the Nozer's count, and this is a Halochlamosh Misinai. Mr. Dalad, there is another part of the Torah where Tumah is relevant, and that is the prohibition of entering the Beis Hamikdash whilst one is Tomei. Now this doesn't just apply to Tumah which comes from a dead body. However, if somebody does have a Tumah which came from a dead body, then Omar B'Elazor Mishumah B'Yeshua, or some Mishnahis read Omar B'Eliezer Mishumah B'Yeshua, or B'Eliezer said in the name of B'Yeshua, Kol Tumah Min Hameis Shanoz Mingaleach Oleho, Chavonad Abiyas HaMikdash. Only a Tumah from a dead body which would require a Nozer to shave and go through the Diglachas Atumah because of it, only with that type of Tumah would make one liable for entering the Beis HaMikdosh whilst he is Tomei. But a Tumah which comes from a dead body, which would not cause a Nozer to have to go through the Diglachas Atumah, one would not be liable for entering the Beis HaMikdosh whilst he has that Tumah. Now, if the Tumah did not come from a, from a dead body, then he would be liable. But if it came from a dead body, then it has to be something which would cause the Nozir to have to shave and go through the Glachas However, Amr Bimeyer, Bimeyer argues, This shouldn't be more lenient than Tumah which comes from a Sheretz. A Sheretz is one of the eight small animals which the Torah says when they are dead, they are the source of a severe level of Tumah. And Bimeyer is saying, that if somebody becomes Tomei from a Sheretz and he enters the Beis HaMikdosh, then he is liable. So any Tomei which comes from a dead body, which potentially could be much more severe, even if this particular Tomei is not severe enough to cause the Nozer to have to go through the Glachas Tomei, if at the end of the day it came from a dead body, then one should certainly be liable for entering the Beis HaMikdosh once he has that Tomei. Remainer is looking at the Tomei which comes from a Sheretz as a much lower level of Tomei. Proof being that if a Nozer, for example, becomes Tomei from a Sheretz, then it wouldn't make a difference at all. He would carry on his Nazir's count as usual. And yet you're still obligated, you're still liable if you enter the Beis HaMikdosh when you became Tumah from a Sheretz. So all the more so, Tumah which comes from a dead body, which even if it doesn't cause a Nazir to go through the Glachas Tumah, it does at least stop him counting during those days. So all the more so, he should be liable when he enters the Beis HaMikdosh with that level of Tumah. Continues the Mishnah. Omar Biakiva, Biakiva said, Dante the Fair I said the following Kalvachimer in front of Beliezer. Kalvachimer is an argument of all the more so, as we will see now. If a bone, which is the size of a barley grain, that could not make somebody Tome by Tomas Oihel by being under the same roof. That's Halochal Sinai. So we see that it has a leniency, and yet, a nozer needs to go through the Tiglachas Atumah if he touches it or if he carries it. So Revius Dom, a quarter of a leg of blood of a dead body, which does make somebody Tomei, if by Tomas Oihel, if he's under the same roof as it. So we see that it is a more severe type of Tumah than a bone which is the size of a barley grain. All the more so in a dinche, a nozim galach and a gomam asa'a, is in all the more so that a nozim should need to go through the glachas atumah if he touches it or if he carries it. 
Omar Loi, Rabbi said back to Akiva, Maza Akiva. What is this Akiva? We cannot say this Kavachaymer over here. But he didn't quite explain why. And when I, Rabbi Akiva, came and told over the argument in front of Rabbi Yeshua, Omar Li, he told me, You've said good. That is a valid argument. However, However, it is a halacha which they said regarding a bone being a source of tumor. And since that whole halacha is anyway halacha so you can't say all the more so. Halacha is not necessarily logical. It's a specific law which we have going back to Moshe from Sinai. But you cannot judge a kavachomer using that as your argument. The following Mishnah is the longest Mishnah in the Masechta, and it continues the discussion of a Nazir becoming Tomei. And the halacha is that if a Nazir, if, if a doubtful case of Tumah occurs in a Rosh Hashanah in a public domain, then it is ruled leniently. However, if it applies in a private domain, if that's where it happens, then it is ruled strictly, and we would consider the person or the thing Tomei. The following scenario occurs in Erosh HaYochid, that there were Shnei Nazirim, there were two Nazirim who were walking, let's say, in Erosh HaYochid. Echod, and a person came up to them and told them, Ro'isi Echod Mekem Shanitma. I saw from far away, one of you became Tomei. But I don't know which one of you became Tomei because I couldn't quite make out who was who. And at the time, you were in Erosh HaYochid in a private domain. So in general, we should rule this case strictly. However, we know as a fact that not both of them are Tomei. So we can't say that both of them are Tomei. So what should be done in such a case where one Nozer is definitely Tomei, but we're not sure which one? Now, one of them is going to have to go through a Tiglachas Tumah, bring the Korbanos of a Korban Tumah, and then count another 30 days, and then go through the Tiglachas Atara and bring the Korbanos then. Whereas the other one, all he needs to do is just go straight to the Tiglachas Atara. Now, because we're not sure which one is which, they are both going to need to go through a Tiglachas Tumah, and then count another 30 days, and then go through the Tiglachas Atara. The problem is, one is not able to just bring a Korban if he's not obligated to. Some Korbanis you can, but a Korban Chatas, for example, that can only be bought if there's an obligation to bring it. So the one who is not obligated to bring a Korban Tumah, and go through the Tiglachas Atumah, he can't. So what should be done? Says the Mishnah Megalchin, they should shave their hair once they reach the end of their Naziris. So they reach day 30, 31, and they shave their hair. Umavin Korban Tumah, the Korban Tara, and they both together bring one Korban Tumah, that's referring to the three Korbanas which need to be brought as part of the Tiglachas Tumah, and they should bring a Korban Tara, that's referring to the three Korbanas which are brought as part of the Tiglachas Tara. And one of them should say, as follows, If I'm the Tomei one, then Korban Tumah Shali, the Korban Tumah is mine, and the Korban Tara Shalcha, and the Korban Tara is yours. If I'm the Tahar one, then Komentara Shali, the three animals which are part of the Komentara are mine, the Komentuma Shalach, and the three animals which are part of the Komentuma are yours. And then the Kain would bring both of those Korbanas, and have in mind that the Komentuma is for the one who is Tomei, and the Komentara is for the one who is Tahar. Very good. And then the Sofin Shleshim Yaim, they would both need to count another 30 days, one of them because he is really now starting as Naziris again because he was Tomei, and the other one doesn't really need to, but because he's possibly the Tomei one, he needs to count another 30 days. And at the end of the 30 days, when we're Korintara, they bring only a Korintara now. Now there's certainly nobody who needs to bring a Korintuma. The point is there's one person who needs to end his Naziris now and bring a Korintara. Voimer, and one of them should say, If I was the one who was Tomei, then the first time we brought the Korbanos, Korbantuma Shali, the Korbantara Shalach, 
the Korintuma was mine and the Korintara was yours. Vizeh, and this Korintara which we're bringing now, Korintara C, is for my Korintara. Because I was Tom A, so now I'm only bringing, I'm, I'm only ending my Naziris now. The Manu are Tahor, but if I was the Tahor one originally, then the first time we brought the two Korbanos, Korintara Shaliv, Korintuma Shalach. The Korintara was mine and the Korintuma was yours. Which means that Vizeh, this Korintara which we're bringing now, is Korintara Soch. It is your Korintara. Now, one serious question which needs to be dealt with is how can they both shave twice? The second time, only one of them is obligated to shave his hair. And he has to shave all of his hair. The other one is not obligated to. Now, if he's not obligated to, then it is forbidden to shave off all of one's hair because of the mitzvah of payas. He cannot shave off all of his hair. So how can the Mishra just say that both of them should shave their hair? It's forbidden for one of them to do so. So the Gemara answers we're discussing either a child or a woman. We have to say that they are both, let's say, women, in which case there is no obligation of payas. Alright, now things start to get more complicated. What happens if one of them dies? So somebody told them that one of you are Tome, and before managing to do anything, one of them died. Now what should the remaining Nozer do? He's not able to bring a Komentuma and a Komentara now. So Omar Yeshua, Rabbi Yeshua said, He should ask somebody else, literally from the market, to make a nether to become a Nozer himself. And the person who is already a Nozir should say to this person who is volunteering to become a Nozir, In Tomeha, you see, if I became Tomei indeed, so then we're going to need to bring a Korintuma and a Korintara, and the Korintuma is going to be mine, which means that the Korintara will need to be yours. Which means that Hayat Yad, you'll need to be a Nozir immediately from now. And then 30 days later, they would bring the Korintuma and Korintara, as the Mishnah will explain in a moment. Vim Tahar, you see, but I, if I was Tahar, I never became Tomei, that means that when we bring the Korintara now, it's going to be brought for me. And then my Naziris would have ended as soon as we go through the first stage of bringing a Korintuma and Korintara. But then when we need to bring it the second time, after the next time we count 30 days, well, my Naziris would have ended already because I was Tahar, which means that the Korintara originally, at the, at the first stage, was brought for me. And that means that the second time we bring a commentara at the end, that commentara will need to be brought for you. Not for me, because I won't be a Nazar anymore. So therefore, if I was Tahar, then Hayat then you should only start being a Nazar in 30 days' time. But since we're not sure, you'll have to act as a Nazar for the next 60 days. Alright, and now they can go through the same process as we said before, the Sofi Nishleishim Yaim. They should both count 30 days until the end of the Nazira, so moving Korintuma and Korintara, and they should bring Korintuma and Korintara the Oimer. And the original Nazir, who was one of the two Nazirim, he should say, If I became Tome, then Korintuma shall leave the Korintara shalach. The Korintuma is mine and the Korintara is yours. Because according to our condition, you became a Nazir immediately, so this is now the end of your Naziris. The Maniwa Tahar, but if I was Tahar originally, then you're not actually a Nazir yet, according to our condition. And Korintara Shali, the Korintara is mine. I'm now ending my Naziris. The Korintuma Basafik. And the Korintuma is only being brought as a doubt. Because it's possible that nobody is Tommy now. Nobody over here is a Tommy Nozir. And the Gemara explains that although it cannot be brought out of doubt in general, over here he wouldn't bring all of the three Korbanos. We're going to understand he would only bring one of them. The Korban Chatos of a bird. A Korban Chatos, which is a bird, has a unique law that it can be brought even in a situation of a doubt. Alright, and then they carry on, like we said before, the Sofen Shoshim they should count another 30 days. Umavin Korintara, and they should bring only a Korintara now. The Oimer and the original Nozir should say, If I was Tome originally, then Korintuma Shali. Then when we brought the Korintuma, so that one was mine, the Korintara Shalach. 
and the Korban Taro was bought for you. And now, Vizek Korban Taro, see, and this which you're bringing now is my Korban Taro, and you don't even need a Korban Taro because you're not a Nazir anymore. Because the original Korban Taro which was brought was brought for you to end your Nazirus. The Imani wa Tahar, but if I was Tahar originally, that means that you only began your Nazirus after 30 days, according to our condition. So Korban Taro, Shali, originally when we bought last time, 30 days ago, when we bought the Korban Taro, it was bought for me to end my Nazirus. I'm no longer a Nazir. The Korban Tumor was Sophic, the Korban Tumor which was bought was bought out of a doubt, even though it ended up being that nobody was Tomei. And now, the Zeu Korban Taro Soch, and this which we're bringing now is your Korban Taro. So that's the solution. However, Omala ben Zoma, ben Zoma said to Rabbi Yeshua, let's be realistic. Who's going to listen to this guy and be willing to make a nether to become a Nazir himself? And now go through 60 days. It's an impractical solution. So we need to find a solution where he doesn't need to get somebody else. Yes, yeah, so it's in a case where the one of the Nazirim died. What should this remaining Nazir do without needing to get somebody else? Elo mevi chatsoif. Rather, he should bring the Korban Chatos of a bird as the Korban Tumah out of doubt. Now, he needs to shave. If he only brings the Korban Tumah, then he can't necessarily shave, because if he is indeed Tohar, and he's not bringing the Korban Tara, then he's still considered to be a Nazir, and he therefore is not able to shave. So he needs to bring one of the Korbanos of his Tiglach Asatara, and that is Va'ulas Behema, the Korban Oila, which would be part of the Korban Tara that can be bought also voluntarily. So on the side that he might be Tomei, so this would just be considered to be a voluntary carbon. he can't bring the other two carbons of the carbon tarot because they cannot be bought voluntarily. The Oman he should declare, in Tomei if I was Tomei, then hachatos mechavosi, the carbon chatos is now my obligation because that's part of the tiglachas atuma, the ha'oila nadova, and the carbon oila is just a voluntary carbon oila as we just explained. The Tomei but if I was Tomei all along and I didn't become Tomei, then ha'oila mechavosi, the carbon oila which I'm bringing now is my obligation, it's the first of my three carbonos of my tiglachas atahara, the chatos, and the carbon chatos which I'm bringing is misophic, it's out of doubt. And then we should count another 30 days, or maybe come Tara, and bring all three animals which are necessary of the Teglachas Atara. The Oimani should say, certainly the two remaining Korbanos, the Chatos and the Shalomim, are part of the Teglachas Atara now. But it could be that the original Korban Oila which he bought was for his Teglachas Atara. So he's already bought a Korban Oila. So in Tomei, you see, if I was Tomei, then Ha'oila Horishayna Nadova, the first Nadova which, the first Oila which I bought was a voluntary offering. It was not part of my Tiglachas Atara because I was Tomei. And therefore, Vizoi, this Korban Oila which I'm bringing now, together with the other two Korbanos, Chayva, that is part of my obligation of the Tiglachas Atara. Vim Tara, you see. But if I was Tara all along, that means that Ha'oila Horishayna Chayva, the first Oila which I bought 30 days ago, was part of my obligation of the of the Tiglachas Atara. So I've already bought a carbon oil. So therefore, Vizoy, this carbon oil which I'm bringing now is just Nadova. This one is a, is a voluntary offering. Whereas the other two are certainly part of the Tiglachas Ha-Tara. Vizesh Ar-Karboni, these other two animals are the rest of my carbon Tara. So we have a solution even without getting on to somebody else. Or maybe Yeshua, Rabbi Yeshua just noted that Nimtzai comes out according to Benzoma's solution that Zen may become Nosul that this person is bringing his carbonos of the Tiglachas Atara in halves. He brings the first part of it at the, yeah, if, if he was indeed Tohar, then it comes out that he brings his carbon oila, one of the three animals on, after the first lot, lot of 30 days, and then the other two parts of this same carbon Tara, he brings only 30 days later. So that's also not necessarily an ideal, ideal situation. 
However, our Hoidul Chachom Ben Zayma, the Chachom did agree to Ben Zayma's solution because Rabbi Shua's is just impractical because we're not going to be able to find somebody else who's willing to just become a Nazir for another 60 days. Mr. Base, as we learned in the previous parak, a person who is in Mitzayrah, he has Tzara'ah, so he is Tomei. As long as he is a Mitzayrah, those days do not count towards his Nazirus. However, since this Tumor does not come from a dead body, it wouldn't uproot the entire Nazirus, and he would just carry on once he becomes Tahar from where he left off at. As well as that, a Nazir who does receive Tzara'as, and therefore in order to become Tahar from Tzara'as, he needs to shave off all of his hair and then wait a week and then shave the hair off again. That mitzvah of shaving the hair overrides the prohibition for a Nazir to shave his hair. This mission discusses a scenario where Nazir shared Tomei Besofik, a Nazir became Tomei out of a doubt. There was a doubt as to whether he became Tomei or not. Umuchlot Besofik, and there is also a doubt as to whether he is a Mitzayra Muchlot. For example, if two people went to a Koyen with signs of Tzara'as, and ultimately one of them was supposed to be Tomei, he had the correct signs for Tzara'as, one of them wasn't, and then the Tzara'as disappeared, or changed slightly, and we end up with a situation where each person is not sure whether they were the one who has Tzara'as, or whether it was the other person who has Tzara'as. But be it as it may, we have somebody who is a Nazir, and he's definitely a Nazir, but we have two doubts. We have a doubt as to whether he became Tomei from a dead body, and we have a doubt as to whether he is a Mitzayra. And he could have become Tommy from a dead body or became a Mitzayra even before the Nazira started. The Mishnah says, <laughs> This person may eat Korbanos only after 60 days. The halacha is that it's forbidden for a Mitzayra to eat Korbanos. So the Mishnah is essentially saying that only after 60 days can one be sure that he is no longer a Mitzayra. And he can drink wine and become Tommy from dead people after 120 days, meaning only after 120 days can one be sure that he is no longer a Nazir. Now how do we reach these figures? So 120 days is effectively four periods of 30 days. And the reason why we're working in periods of 30 days is because in each of these periods of 30 days, there is a chance that that is his period of Nazirus. This person was supposed to be a Nazir only for 30 days, and one of those four periods of 30 days is when he is really a Nazir, a Nazir Tahar who is completing his 30 days. And therefore he cannot shave within any of those 30 days, because it could be that he's shaving in the middle of being a Nazir. Now if indeed he was a Matsuira, that would mean he has to go through two shavings of his hair. In general, that's done once right after the tsara'as is removed. As soon as the tsara'as goes away from his body, he shaves off all of his hair, then waits a week, and then shaves off all of his hair again. So if indeed he was a Mitzayr from the beginning of his Naziris, that would mean that his actual Naziris counting never started because he was Tomei, and he was a Mitzayr, so the first time he shaves at the end of 30 days, that could very well be the first shaving of a Mitzayr, and then he needs to do it a second time, after a week. But he can't just do it a week later, because there's a chance that during that 30 period, he's actually a real Nazir. For example, that would be if he wasn't a Matsura, but he was Tomei. If he wasn't a Matsura, but he was Tomei, that would mean that this shaving at the end of 30 days is part of his Tiglach Asatuma. And then the second period of 30 days would be his real Nazirus. And therefore in the middle of that, a week later, he can't just shave his hair. So he'll have to wait until the end of that 30 days, in which case that would be, if he was really a Matsura, then it would be the second shaving of the Matsura. And then he's certainly no longer a Matsura, and he would be able to eat Korbanos. And alternatively, it would be part of the Tiglach Zatara, the end of his Naziris. Now, in a case where indeed this person was a Matsura, 
So only after the first two shavings, so that's after the first two periods of 30 days, only then would he start his Nazirus count. And so at the end of 30 days, we should expect that his Nazirus is then certainly over. He's now had 30 days specifically for his Nazirus where he is certainly not a Mitzayra. And that should be the end after three lots of 30 days. However, there's a possibility that this Nazir was Tomei. If it was Tomei, then he has to go through a Tiglachas Atuma where he shaves his hair for the sake of the Tiglachas Atuma. And it's important to realize that if the shaving was for the sake of the Mitzayra, it was part of the Mitzayra's shaving, then it cannot count also as part of the Tiglachas Atuma. It's one or the other. They're separate mitzvahs. And therefore, if he was indeed a Mitzayra and he was a Nozer Tomei, then the third time he shaves would be for the sake of the Tiglachas Atuma, and then only the next time... Immediately after the Tagdachas Atuma, he would become a real Nazir. Now his real count for the Nazirus would start. And then at the end of that 30 days, the fourth period of 30 days, then he would shave, and that would be Hitiglachas Atara. And which explains to the Glachas Anega Doicha Tiglachas Anozibanshi Vadai, the shaving which is necessary for Tsaras overrides the prohibition of a Nazir to shave in a case where there is a certain obligation, in a case where he is certainly a Mitzayra, Avazmanshi Sophic. However, in a case where there is a doubt as to whether he is a Mitzayra at all, in a Doicha, it does not override the prohibition to shave. And that's why you can't just shave the hair a week after the first shaving, but you would have to wait another 30 days in case he is not a Mitzayra and he was a Nazratome, in which case the second period of 30 days is where he is a Nazratahar and it will be forbidden to shave his hair. Now, the Misha didn't go into the various carbonus which one needs to bring each time he shaves. However, at each of the four points, whatever there is a possibility for, let's say there's a possibility that there he is a Nozer Tomei, that the shaving that he is doing then is for the Tiglachas Atuma. So in that case, he would have to bring the carbonus which are bought as part of the Tiglachas Atuma. However, not all of the carbonus which are bought as the Tiglachas Atuma can be bought out of a doubt. And so the truth is, only one of the carbonos for each type would be brought each time. For example, the carbon chatos of a bird, which can be brought out of doubt, that would be offered. And for example, at the end of the second period of 30 days, when he does his second shaving, that's when he possibly needs to bring the carbonos for a Matsura. Now, the Korbanos of a Matsura vary based on how wealthy somebody is, and a poor person brings birds, whereas a more wealthy person brings regular animals. Now, a Korban Khatos, which is a regular animal, cannot be, cannot be brought voluntarily. So this person will actually need to give all of his property over as a gift to somebody else, or declare all of it ownerless, so that he's considered to be poor. And then he would bring the birds, he would bring a common chatos of a bird, which he can bring even voluntarily, out of doubt. And then once he's bought the carbon, then he would reclaim his property. But be as may, the main point is that during each of these four periods of 30 days, the person could be going through his 30 days of being a Nazir Tahar.